everyone, and welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. My name is Ellie Herringshaw, and I am your host. I am glad that you guys are here today. In this podcast, we talk about active and practical ways that we can step into healing to allow God to to saturate every aspect of our life because he's able and he's willing to extend healing and restoration to us. And so when we've gone through things like betrayal and divorce and infidelity and trauma, just different relational brokenness, we often feel isolated and, and just powerless in our pain. But sometimes God is calling us to take that first step. There's a lot of different formats that the podcast has taken. And today we're going to do another one. Um, I'm going to be releasing um, a portion of a message that I gave at a church called Edinburgh Church here in in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. And I just want to encourage you to listen and to know that God is for you. My purpose in releasing this is just to show you a different avenue of communication about reclaiming. And so I am releasing this to the world, to you. I hope you enjoy it. And um, I hope you get something out of it as well. I've also recently launched a Patreon page. My link is in the description. To be able to partner with me in this, I would love for you to be on board. It, um, it takes finances to do this, to make it happen. It's also my growing ministry. So if this is something that has resonated with you, come join me. But thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. God is so good. Whoa. I am so grateful to be here again. Hello. How is everyone's week? You know what? That is the word for this season of my life, people are like, how are you doing? And I'm like, I hate answering like I'm busy, but that is what it is. I f- it feels like such a cop-out sometimes to be like, I'm busy, but it's just, maybe it's the season, it's fall. There's like, there's so many things that are demanding our attention constantly. And I'm like, I'm just busy. But this is one thing that I am so grateful that I can be here and I can worship with you guys and that we can share and we can talk about the goodness of God and then who he says that we are. And I want to say, I just really want to appreciate you all for taking the time to be here and for coming here and out of your busy schedules, out of family things that demand your attention and you're making this a priority to meet with other godly women. That is phenomenal, and I applaud you. I just have a dog, and I'm like, how do I, how do, I do this? <laughs> you guys, like, have real humans that you're taking care of. I assume some of you do. I am, I just, I just have my dog, and a business, and a growing ministry, and, and all sorts of things. But busyness, it's so real. And, and I feel like sometimes, there's so, there's so often where... I feel like I'm just out on on the ship, you know, on the little boat. And and when things when things demand our attention, right? Things things come in our way, demanding our attention. And then Jesus comes out walking on the water. This is a story from the Bible. Maybe you've heard this one. Jesus is out walking on the water. No big deal. He's God, you know, he can walk on water. So he's like going out for a stroll. And he says, hey, hey, Peter, come out here. And Peter's like, 
wait a second. Um, so there's wind and there's waves and there's water. I'm a fisherman. I have never walked on water before, but you're my teacher. You're my rabbi. You're my leader. And I have dedicated my life to following you. So, sure. And then he gets out. He steps out on the water. And so often, I think there's, there's things in our life where there's steps of faith. Things like following God in general that feel like steps of faith where we are actually walking on the water. This ministry is one of these things for me. Coming and talking to you, I'm like, I feel like I am walking on water. <laughs> what? And as I'm out there, Jesus is saying, hey, just, just keep your eyes on me. Just keep your eyes on me. Just keep your eyes on me. So I'm walking out. Peter's walking out. And then this big wave comes over to his right. And he's like, oh, my gosh, what is going on? And over here, there's big waves coming over this way, too. And he's looking down, and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm standing on water. I have defied the laws of physics. And in that panic, in those distractions, he's lost sight of the fact that God has called him out there. He's, he's lost the gaze. He's, he's misplaced the gaze with Jesus. And he's been distracted by these things that just come, that have just come his way. And I've been guilty of that this week. I've been guilty of being distracted by the waves and the fact that I'm maybe standing on water. And I'm like, uh... Where is, where's my gaze here? And that's the minute that he sinks. That's the minute that he, when he loses the sight of the God of the universe, it's actually called him out there. He's not going to let us fall. He's not going to let us, he's not going to let us sink. Not if we keep our eyes on him. And that's, that's our, that's our challenge today. That's my challenge today. My goal today, guys, to be totally real with you, we're just going to be real today, okay? I, you know, as if my life isn't about just being real and just laying it all on the table. That's kind of what I'm all about. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but real talk, um, I'm going to be preaching to myself today. I'm going to, it's really nice that you guys are in the room. Thank you. I hope you get something out of this. But I'm going to be preaching the word that I need to hear for myself today, which is my identity. I am going to be preaching who God says that I am. I'm going to be preaching that I need to keep my eyes gazed on him. And then all else just falls to the wayside. But I absolutely pray that you get something out of it too. That you get a revelation of who God has made you to be. So last week we talked about who God is. We talked about how God is a good God, that he is a healer, that he is a reclaimer, that he's a redeemer, that he's a comforter. He's the God that in our mess, that in our like grossness, that he comes in close and he says, daughter, your faith has made you well. He gets in close. He's the personal God and he's good. And if we don't have a foundation of knowing who he is, 
then we can never know who we are. If we don't have a true revelation that he is good, that he is for us, that, that his plans for us are good, and that ultimately he enjoys us. Guys, he enjoys you. He wants a relationship with you. He wants, he wants true intimacy with us. He's the personal God. Again, that God that comes in close. If we don't have a foundation of that, we can never live a reclaimed life. We will never be able to live into the fullness, into the abundance that God has for us. And so that's, what, that's the foundation that we laid last week, that God is good, that he's a comforter. And so today, even as we, as we move on from there and, and hear about who we are, my prayer is that you can continue to be reminded and continue to see him, see his gaze, lock eyes with him. Because when those distractions come, because they will, when those things come our way, we, can, we, we won't lose sight that he's good and that he's got our best interests at heart. And even the waves and the wind, those things, he didn't cause those things, but he's used them and he'll use them for you. The first week we talked about the bleeding woman. We talked about this woman who was been, has been bleeding for 12 years. You've heard me tell the story. You're like, hey, we know, we get it. Um, I'm not saying that that's what you're saying, but that's maybe what I'm saying. Um, but I have been reading this story every single day for months. Like, I really, I really will sit down and I'll read the three different accounts. Um, maybe not all of the same day, but I'll, I'll read at least one account every day of this story of this woman. It's in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And this woman just fascinates me, and she amazes me, and I want to be like her. I just can't wait to meet her in heaven. It's going to be so cool. I'm going to be like, girl, you're amazing. But this woman is someone who is who's so persistent in getting out of her bed and going after Jesus and going after her own healing. This is a woman who has a revelation of who she is, because if she didn't, I don't believe there'd be a story. This woman had a revelation of not believing the lies in her life. If she was believing lies that she was unclean, that she was unworthy, that her voice didn't matter, and that her shame was just too big, if she was believing those lies, she would have never gotten out of bed, she would have never reached after Jesus, and she would have never gotten that healing. Maybe Jesus would have met her in her bed. Maybe he would have healed her in some different way. But the testimony of this woman is so phenomenal because he meets her and he heals her not just in the way that she wanted healing, but in this holistic way. She had a revelation of who she was. And then in that healing, Jesus comes down and he he comes down and he says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in, go in peace and be healed of your affliction. And by calling her daughter, he's speaking that identity to her, back to her, saying, you belong. You're a part of the family. You're not forgotten. You're not alone. You're brought back into the fold. 
come to Thanksgiving because you're my daughter. And I believe that that is what God is saying to each and every one of us today. Come back because you're a daughter. Because I'm a good God and I want you. Let that just sink in today. God wants us. He wants us. And I, I just think that that's so beautiful. We have, I'm like so off my notes right now. I just need to say that. Um, and I'm really okay with that. I hope you are too. Um, you don't know. You, don't, you haven't seen my notes. Adoption is such a beautiful thing because it's a chosen aspect and that's what Paul talks about so often in all of his letters. He said, we are, we are adopted into the family. We're adopted in. He has invited us. He has chosen us. And he said, come, you're involved. You're here. You're my daughter. I choose you. And that's what's available for us today. To live like we are daughters. To live like we are chosen. To take that on as our, our, as our identity and to believe it and to hold on to it and say, yes, I am a daughter, I am chosen. Because he's already chosen us. Now, what's our plan? What's our, what's our call? To live and act like it. And to step into it and own it. And say, yep, that's me. I'm a daughter. I'm a daughter. I'm chosen. So many people today asked me, hey, or even just in here, like, how was your week? And to each of them, I said, well, I'm here. I made it. It's Tuesday, and I'm here, and I've got my uh, sparkling water, which I'm so grateful for. Thank you all for sparkling water. Um, yeah, I'm here. I'm also all over the place talking about sparkling water. But I have been so bad at living like I'm a daughter this week. I, have, I confess, I've been bad at that. I have not taken that on as my identity this week. And I confess. I have actually been, not only that, I've, I've just felt really bad about myself. Like I've had bad feelings about myself. Again, real talk. You know those weeks where you're just like, I oh, just like nothing like, uh. and you know, you feel like you're, you feel like you're 14 again and you're just like, oh. <laughs> I just can't do anything right. And like, why am I not enough? And like everything I touch, I just feel like I'm ruining. And like, you just, for me, when, when that's the case, at least now as an adult, I just like, I just want to try harder just like want to keep working and like and so I just fill my schedule with things and then I wake up earlier and I go to bed later and I just try to fill it all because I'm just not feeling good about myself and then that feeling just persists <laughs> so for me that was that was this week I was like I just feel kind of crappy about myself pardon my French but we're going to use that word crappy a little bit I just felt kind of bad about myself. And I know that that is not God's plan for me. And I know the root issue of that is not believing my identity. It's not believing that God has chosen me, that I am a daughter. 
that I have not taken that on as my identity. And so I've just felt kind of meh. So this feeling has been something that I have dealt with for a long time. But consistently since I discovered my ex-husband's affair. And part of, part of the reason that I felt kind of meh this week is that on Saturday, October 13th, it was the two-year anniversary of my discovery of his affair. And I knew that this day was coming, and I knew that it was kind of looming before me, and it didn't, I didn't have as much anxiety or fear about it as I did last year. And it's so cool now that I'm in the second year around that I can look back on last year and I can think, okay, I've come a long way. I'm not where I was before. Praise the Lord. And he has taken me so far. But there's still some of these pervasive, icky strings that have been in my soul. Again, my spirit is redeemed. My spirit is reclaimed. God has saved me. I'm made whole on the spirit level completely. But there's still some work sometimes that I need to do. And I'm not saying I'm saved by works. I'm not saying that. But I need to work out my salvation in my soul level, my mind, will, and emotions. And when things happen to us, sometimes that soul kind of that soul stuff gets comes up to the surface and we feel kind of gross. We feel kind of icky about ourselves. So I've 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 dealt with a lot of these a lot of these things. I know I'm not the only one. But this week in particular, I uh, I've been feeling this way. And I was reminded of this protocol that I developed um, last year. And um, this protocol is to, well, it's called the Ellie's Emergency Anti-Feeling Crappy About Herself Protocol. Yeah. Um, it's an emergency sometimes, because <laughs> I'm like, whoa, let's go. Um, we got to do something about this. This is important, because if this crappy feeling persists, it's going to spiral out of control and she's going to have a panic attack. And that's real. I've struggled with anxiety and depression and panic attacks since my ex-husband's affair. I've been somebody that's been kind of had sort of a bent towards some depression, situational depression and seasonal, you know, when it's February and you're like, will the sun just come out already? Will it just get warm, please? In those times, um, I've, I've had a bent towards some depression. And, and then for the past two years, it's been, it's been pretty consistent in my life. And I'm not by any means saying that this is, a, that this is something that I'm just going to have to deal with for the rest of my life. No, because I want to create my life totally oriented towards God, totally just gazing on his face, and God, who do you say that I am? He doesn't say that I'm someone, he, didn't, he doesn't say that he created me to have depression. He didn't say that he created me to, to be anxious or to struggle and, and, um, and deal with panic attacks on a, fre on a frequent basis. That's not how he created me. 
Does that mean that I'm instantly healed and like everything is fine and I'm like the happiest person in the world? I wish, (laughs) but that's not how it goes all the time. So in my desire to be made whole on the soul level, to work as much as I can out, I created this protocol. (laughs) It's kind of silly, it's kind of goofy, but it's been helpful for me. And I will say again, I was not very good at following it this week. But number one is recognize the crappy feeling that I'm having about myself. Now, I am not saying that, I'm not saying that it's not okay to feel. That's not what I'm saying. It's okay to feel. It's okay to feel bad. It's okay to have negative emotions. But God wants abundance in our life, right? We can agree with that. God wants abundance. He he came that we may have life and have it abundantly. He came that that the fruits of the Spirit will be just totally abounding in our life. And one of those fruits is not anxiety. One of those fruits is not, you know, like whatever, whatever it is that's holding us back from something. So I believe that there's freedom, but oftentimes God is calling us to partner with him in that freedom. He's saying, hey, let's do something together and practice this. Let's work it out. So I recognize this feeling that's going on. Maybe, maybe this feeling is um, feeling inadequate. I feel like I'm not enough. I feel like I can't do anything right. That might be one of those crappy feelings that I'm feeling. And for me, I want to trace back that feeling to an event, to something that's happened that's maybe triggered that, that's triggered that feeling. One of those things this week for me was um, I was at the gym, and I, I go to the gym pretty regularly. I try, to, I try to stay, you know, I try to stay fit. I enjoy my time at the gym. And I just didn't have a good session. I was there and, like, I just felt tired and I felt like, meh. And it could be that I'm on the whole 30, because I am. Who does that? I, like, really wanted those donuts today, you guys. I'm like, oh, they're still out there. No. <laughs> I'm on the whole 30. Um, But I was just feeling distracted like I am right now, looking at those donuts. But I was feeling distracted and I was feeling like, just like I couldn't do it. And I left that session and I just felt down on myself. I felt bad about myself. And that was, I was able to to, to track back that feeling of not feeling good about myself to that event of being at the gym and maybe not having a great session. And then from there, I want to identify the lie that came out of that situation. Because I believe that out of every crappy feeling that we have about ourselves, we are taking on a lie. We're taking on a lie, and we're not living into our identity of who God made us to be. So I'm not saying every bad feeling is taking on a lie, because you can feel sad, you can feel angry, those are okay emotions. But when we are feeling bad about ourselves, when we're turning those things on ourselves and saying that I am inadequate, I am these things, that's believing a lie. And that's not living into your identity of who God made you to be. So I want to take that instance and say, okay, that thing triggered a response in me. 
and that trigger, that response was a lie. So I want to identify the lie that came out of that situation. And for me at the, the, the gym scenario was I was feeling like I'm not enough. I am not enough. Everything that I do is just not enough. And I can't, I can't do it. I can't do enough. And that was the lie that I was believing out of that. And then I want to take that lie and I want to, what's the next one? Admit and confess that it's a lie. Okay, that, that feeling, that lie that I'm not enough, that is actually a lie. That's a lie because I am enough, because God has made me enough, because, because he has said that I am enough. He has said that I have everything that I need for life and godliness. And then that rolls into number five, kind of one in the same, believing that it is actually a lie and then replacing that with truth, voicing my ultimate identity over the lie, saying, no, that's a lie because God has created me and he has placed everything that I need to be enough because I have him. I have enough. I am enough. I don't have to strive for anything. And then I want to remind myself of things that I do well. This is just something that I need to do for myself. I can say, no, you know what? I got up and I went to the gym today and maybe I didn't have a great session, but I went to the gym and I can um, get up here and I can speak to you guys. So there, that's something I can do well. <laughs> and then I want to forgive myself for the negative experience. I want to forgive myself for that lie. Because then, if I don't do that, then I'll just get down on myself for believing lies. And then I'll just feel even bad. I'll just continue to feel bad about myself for that. And then I'll just be this vicious cycle. So I need to forgive myself and move on. And that is the Ellie's emergency anti-feeling crappy about herself protocol. But the consistent lie that's come out of, that's come out of this protocol, when I've done it well, a consistent lie that, has, that I've been believing is that I am unchoosable. That, that Ellie is unchoosable. Ellie was not chosen by her ex-husband when she was when she was at the altar he could never really choose me because he was actively involved in another relationship at the time when we got married i don't feel like i was ever really chosen by him and that's been really really hard and i've taken that experience i've taken that experience that's real and I've put an identity statement on it. I've said, that happened to me, therefore, I must be unchoosable. Not just in the past, but in my present and in my future. So I'm placing that identity on myself and believing the lie that I am unchoosable. And when I'm... When I'm looking at my, this, this protocol, 
I'm in fact believing that identity. I'm believing that lie, taking it on as an identity. And then that is, that's been a pervasive string in feeling crappy about myself and just feeling kind of gross, kind of icky. And that is not the way that I want to live. And that's not the way that God wants me to live. I fully believe that. So a, um, it's been, it was really, really cool because I was planning on talking about this scripture today, you guys. And, um, and this was really cool because I, you know that, that, that thing on Facebook where, um, where you can go through and you can, uh, you can see the things that you've posted in previous, previous years? So this is what I looked on today, um, the exact scripture that I was going to talk to you guys about. October 16th, 2017. Today is brought to you by 1 Peter 2.9. The lies say Ellie is unworthy, unlovable, rejectable. Truth says, but Ellie is not like that. For she is a chosen person, a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, she can show others the goodness of God, for he called her out of darkness into his wonderful light. Hashtag Reclamation 2K17. That was my hashtag last year. It didn't really mean anything, but I thought it was funny. (laughs) But this has been a verse, clearly, that stuck out to me that day. And I love the NLT translation, which is this translation, and it starts out by saying, but you are not like that. It stops you in the tracks as you're believing lies, and it says, but you're not like that. For you are a chosen people. Ellie is unchoosable, but Ellie is not like that. Ellie is a chosen person. Other lies that I've I've believed say that Ellie is forgotten. But Ellie is not like that. Ellie is a holy nation. The lies may say Ellie is worthless. Truth says, but Ellie is not like that. Ellie is a holy nation. Lies may say Ellie doesn't belong. But Ellie is not like that. Ellie is God's very own possession. Just take all of that, take out my name, and insert yours. You guys can take it. You can take this verse. I don't own this verse. I mean, I do. I own it for myself. But it's like it's in your Bible. And so you can take it and you can claim it as your own. I release that gift to you, First Peter 2.9. Take it. Own it, guys. I think that if I am living in the true identity of who God made me to be, if I'm taking it and I'm owning it, I will be the happiest person in the world. I think that if we're actually walking in our true identities as chosen daughters of the king, we will be full of joy, we'll be full of peace. The, the fruits of the spirit will just be abundant in our life. And I think that that is really how we're meant to live but we can't get there if we actually don't know who God is. 
We can't actually get there if we don't realize and believe and see that when God, when Jesus is walking on the water, that he's good. That when he calls us out on the water too, that his word is true and he's not going to let us fall. He's not going to let us drown. That is such a good God. And that's the God that created you. That came down to this earth as we were already sinners. As we were already separate from him. As we have removed ourselves from communion with him. Removed ourselves from from true relationship with God is how he's designed it. We removed ourselves, you guys. As we were still sinners, Jesus came and he was like, I'm going to make a way. I'm going to make a way to come back in so that I can choose them again. And I'm going to give them a chance to choose me too. That's love. Love is a choice. I know that so well. Love is a choice. And right now in this room, God is giving us a choice again every single day to choose him in return. He has chosen you as his daughter. He's adopted you into the family. You are chosen by him. And it's our job to step in and say, okay, I receive that identity. I believe that identity. I believe that I am chosen. I believe that I'm a daughter. And then live that out. Live it out in our daily life. That is what we have available right now. So I actually want to take some time, and I'm going to invite Katie up to to play just a little bit in the background. But I want to take some time to, before we get into our groups, to, to pray, to ask the Lord, God, who do you say that I am? Um, if you want to, you can even like sit on the ground, spread out a little bit, maybe get, even get away from the person that you're sitting next to. Get some space if you need it. I'm a person, I need space. I mean, you guys see me down here, like I'm going to like hit you in the face in worship. If you're not careful, like I'm flailing. Um, But just get in some space right now. And I want you guys to ask the Lord. Ask the Lord, God, who do you say that I am? What What is the truth of who you're calling me to be right now? It may be you are chosen. Sarah is chosen. Terry is a daughter. Susie is worthy. It may be one of these things, but just take some time right now and ask the Lord. Write it down. God, what are you saying about me? 
He wants to reveal it. And then ask him, ask him in, in return, what are the lies that are getting in the way of this? What are the lies that I'm believing that are getting in the way of stepping into my identity completely? Let's just take some time and commune with him right now. that you are revealing things right now that you are speaking identity over us that we are chosen that we're restored that we are redeemed that we're healed that we're beautiful that we are fearfully and wonderfully made that we are not a mistake that we are purposeful that we are here on this earth for a purpose that we are daughters, that we are daughters. We are your chosen daughters. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So I believe every negative emotion that I experienced and I experienced this week <laughs> is all rooted in lies. Lies that may be instigated by experiences that I've had, by disappointment that I've had, by hope misplaced, and by shame. I have lies that maybe, you know, I wasn't chosen, but I am choosable. And that's who God made me to be. So when, when we start believing and entertaining lies, these, be, these can become identity statements. You know? Ellie is unchoosable. That's an identity statement. It's a false one. It's an identity statement. And when I begin to entertain that over, over time, those things become mountains in our life. Mountains that are not supposed to be there. And they can come fossilized in our hearts. Mountains can be moved. Mountains can be moved by just a small amount of faith. So if you're feeling and you're sitting here today and you're feeling like this identity statement that I may be believing feels like a mountain. And maybe you don't even know it's a lie. Maybe you don't even know that it's a lie. God wants to show you that this is a lie. I, I'm, I'm feeling that in my spirit right now, that maybe there's somebody here that doesn't even know that that's a lie, that you are unworthy. The Lord wants to reveal that to you. You guys, he's here right now. Do you sense him? Do you sense his presence? He's here. And he wants to reveal our true identity of who we are. To help us reject these lies. So God, we just thank you that you are here. 
and that you are giving us a revelation of who we are. And I thank you that as we get into our groups, that you are um, that you're revealing things. I thank you for discussion time. That, um, that just as we talk about what you've revealed to us about our identity and maybe the lies that are coming in the way, the true and honest, vulnerable conversations can take place. And I thank you that everything that's brought up in these groups stays in these groups and that we can encourage one another. That we can encourage one another to step in, to step into our identities as daughters, as chosen daughters of the King. Thank you, Lord. If you guys could wrap up your conversations, that would be awesome. Somebody do me a solid and just open up the door and invite them to come back in. That would be awesome. I want someone to shout out their identity. Yeah. Let's go. Keep going. Who are you? Daughter of the King. Chosen. Yes. Who are you? Forgiven. Loved. Enough. Valued. Oh, complete. There's got to be a couple more. Speak it out. Speak it in faith if you don't believe it. Capable, forgiven. Even if it's been said, say it out. Who are you? Strong. Yes. Yes, that's it. Forgiven, strong, enough, capable, called, chosen, daughters of the king. That's who we are. That's who God's made us to be. So as we're going through this week, as we are, as waves can come and distract us, because they might, and they probably will, but as they come, let's not lose sight of God, of the God of the universe that's walking on the water, because he can do anything. There's, there's this, the concept of, of dove eyes, it's, it's through, um, I, love, I love Song of Solomon. I'm totally getting on a side tangent, and you guys have to pick up your kids. Um, but this idea, but, but doves don't have peripheral vision. They have tunnel vision. They just see, they just see this. They just see this. Let's have dove eyes this week for Jesus. Let's just narrow in our focus on who he is and what he wants from us, which is to know him, to know him as good, and then to receive our identity, to receive what he says about us. So Lord Jesus, I just thank you that you are so good, that you only want goodness from us and for us, that you create all the craziness and all of the negative emotions about ourselves and you turn them into good. And I thank you that that's what's going to happen this week. That we're going to leave this week 
walking in our identity of who you've created us to be as chosen daughters of the king, capable, strong, forgiven. Let's not lose sight of that, Lord. Help us, remind us. I just pray that those things will be written on on post-it notes all over the house if we need to. Thank you, Lord God, that that you're leaving with us from this place. Thank you that you are good, that you love us so much. Pray this in your holy and precious name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Reclaimed podcast. For more information about reclaiming, visit reclaimed.com. That's R-C-L-A-I-M-E-D.com.